The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it? It's, it's Dr. Doom. What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue. It mocked my words well. How about this woman? It's you. And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles! I am tonight's guest host at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter. And joining me tonight as the other part of the Comic Book Chronicles tag team is one at Roddy Cat on Twitter. You're you're a regular co-host. <laughs> when I say guest, it's because I'm you know taking the lead at least at the beginning of the show. So host. right. So as our uh, our, our host lineup uh, tends to fluctuate when uh, life gets in the way. We were talking about this earlier. Um, uh, we we uh, we tend to uh, to try to rotate who leads and who uh, closes the show. So um, not joining us tonight uh, are two of our our other two co-hosts who uh, have family obligations that they must tend to, and we all know family comes first. Uh, first off. Uh, not with us is at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. And uh, secondly, uh, at Tim Dog 98 is still on his, uh, what did we call it? A Tim Batical? Batical, yes. Yeah, yeah. Tim Batical. He's still on his Tim Batical. Shout out to both at PCN underscore dirt and at uh, Tim Dog 98. You can find uh, each of them at, um, at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter and at Pop Culture Net on Twitter. That's uh, for dirt. You can find Dirt at popculturenetwork.com and at uh, www.ineedcomics.com. One collective. And uh, for uh, Tim Dog, you can find him at, at TimDog98, at TheClickNation, at CVCron, all on Twitter, and at www.theclicknation.com. You can find myself at agent underscore 70 uh, on Twitter and at Instagram and on Instagram at the same uh, handle, and you can find at Roddy Cat uh, on Twitter and at News Nerds Need on Twitter, and uh, he runs the uh, CB Caps Instagram handle at CB Caps. All right, so um, always remember that you can access the uh, Comic Book Chronicles on various uh, podcast uh, means of access. There's a uh, was it Google Play, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, you know, all sorts of different programs. You can find the podcast itself on uh, CSPN.us along with other podcasts. Uh, there's a change of foot at CB- CSPN.us, but there will always be valuable, important, and interesting content at CSPN.us. Go hit up our website and uh, check out some podcasts. Do it today. All righty. Oh, and uh, don't forget to shop uh, for some uh, merch at uh, shop.cspn.us. 
help out uh, uh, our shows and uh, help us keep the lights on. All righty. With all that said, we're going to hit up uh, this week's books. Agreed to. I believe we said we would agree to start with the newly minted Doctor Strange number one, because you can't have a new month without a new number one. Seems like. We've got a couple of number ones this week, and I think um, I I don't think we're going to be able to cover all of them. There's a lot of them. Nah. But first off, we've got Doctor Strange number one, newly off, uh, fresh off of uh, Donny Cates's um, really you know exceptional run. It started off a little you know a little on the rough side, but definitely ended on very high notes. Yeah, so, especially with the damnation. Yeah, definitely. So Mark Wade has uh, you know. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily known for uh, uh, magic characters. He's definitely had his uh, say on Captain America and Daredevil. So this is definitely, I think, new territory for him. Uh, and uh, Avengers, actually. Did you not? I think he wrote Avengers and Champ- he's doing Champions. Right. But in terms of Doctor Strange, in terms of kind of, you know, not that everyone... Listen, Doctor Strange hasn't always had his own title. So it's not like... Uh, uh, it's not like uh, uh, the magic corner of the Marvel universe was all that big to begin with. So, but no, I, but I just mentioned all that because it was like, wow, I think Wade's pretty much done most of the big. Oh, part. I see what you mean. I was I was thinking of it more along the lines of he's definitely into the uh, the tights and the superpowers, whereas magic is its own thing. Right. So this is basically like you said, this is his first foray into the magic realm that we know of. So, right. you know, especially after what he's all went, you know, the characters he's been been dealing with for the past few years so there's a a, a somewhat familiar idea in this and it's yeah. it's sort of uh it's sort of a, a, a version of uh something that jason aaron had introduced to the magic realm of the marvel universe mm-hmm. you know namely the cost of magic and the fact that magic uh can sometimes uh wax and wane you know uh, more than the uh, the tides you know depending on the uh the pull of the moon but um and we'll get to that there's a there's another book that I need to mention that involves the moon and, 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 and what would happen if we didn't have it. Um, we'll get to that, but, uh, you know, ultimately, yeah. in all seriousness, this, this book starts off with, a you know, f- with that familiar premise that, uh, magic has a cost and that it has maybe not a finite. So there isn't necessarily a finite supply, but it definitely waxes and wanes in terms of how strong it is and how much of it there is. And actually, it's not even just that theme, but it's also the theme of um, actually not so much of a theme as he's basically going back to the beginning in a sense. Because if you as you read the story, you realize like this is almost kind of mirroring his uh, when he first became Doctor Strange, because it basically puts him back. Well, as the story goes on, it basically puts him back into a state to where he was, quote unquote, powerless. Right. Job that he, you know, has been doing for the last few years. Although he's taken it well, much better than he did when he first lost the use of his hands. Right. You know, well, to, to a point anyway, because I think there was a part in stories like, yeah, he just kind of shut down and not did anything. But so we see that thing kind of coming back into it until he goes to speak to, you would think, the last person in the world that would know anything about his predicament. Well, actually, I take it back. Ah, see? That's uh- not. <laughs> so let me bring the spoiler bell just in case people have not yet read and i'm going to spoil it once i uh, tell you what the title is so i got to ring the bell a little early so one second so if you have not yet read invincible iron man number 600 i am already spoiling the character 
to uh to whom uh Doctor Strange goes to confide in. Yes. That is one Anthony Stark. I will say awesome facial hair brothers, bros. Mm-hmm. to come back for a second, even though that was never mentioned. That was a that was a missed opportunity. Um <laughs> but yeah, so after after a while, Doctor Strange goes to see Tony Stark because and the reason was actually pretty sound because like as a, as a Steven says, like you've pretty much been rock bottom more times than anyone in, in the superhero business. <laughs> so, so I'm coming to you to see this. I'm like, what do you do when you hit rock bottom? And of course, Tony being, well, this version of Tony being the, this version of Tony that it is kind of, um, actually slightly in a classic tone, but it's still kind of a little bit of Robert Downey, Downey-ness, Junior-ness. Kind of jokes him a little bit, but also just says, well, it's like I'm handling as an engineer and kind of, Pokes and prods at him and then says, well, here's what you need to do. That's true. And, and uh, in that fashion, he basically goes, and a boy, I wish I had an echo for this. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to uh, at TimDog98, who is uh, contributing to our show as we speak. Which actually reminds me of something that I'll message him about. That is comedy. So, in any event, um, but yeah, what's important yeah. about this is, you know, in terms of the solution that, uh, that 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 Tony comes up with, you know, it's it's you have to remember it's the it's the it's the premise of the story. You have to remember that this is, um, you know, like the 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 catalyst for all the story points that are going to follow. And I'm thinking, wait, Stephen Strange has been to the to to the edge of the universe and back, and plenty of dimensions. Yes. And you would think that this would have crossed his mind at some point. You would think, yeah. But at the same time, I think he does. It does kind of the well. At least the narrator in the story does mention the fact that, um, yeah, he's been at the space before, but he's never liked it. Mm-hmm. So that is that is a factor right there. Um, but yeah, I just I just want to say this because the the because having read the premise like a while ago and um, thinking about it, all I'm going to say is. Strange in space. Yes, Tony Stark says, "Go, not, not even go west. Go out of space, young man." Mm. And after some hesitation and learning how to pilot, uh, um, Stephen takes off in a in an Iron Man armor-looking spaceship. <laughs> Which I'm hoping is going to transform at some point because if it doesn't, I'll be deeply disappointed. Right, and ends up, I guess you could say, stuck or in a situation at the end of the book. Right, he's definitely in a pickle at the end of this issue. It is a decent cliffhanger because what we find out is that uh, Tony kind of pointed him in a direction and um, pointed him into what's supposed to be familiar space to Marvel readers, but what you have to remember is. Uh, where Tony pointed him is into Shi'ar territory. But remember, not every Shi'ar planet or every planet in the Shi'ar Imperium or the the Empire is actually uh, a member of the Shi'ar race. So what right. we have are uh, distinct aliens that are probably you know invented sim- you know uh, specifically for this book, and um, that's where we you know that's where we uh, find our hero, who's uh kind of run into a bit of a misunderstanding maybe i was about to say and also going out to anywhere into pretty much any parts of the marvel universe space wise 
are not necessarily well we don't necessarily know where they're going to end up uh, on this one but not necessarily in, uh, friendly to humans correct yeah especially given uh you know recent events where uh uh you know alien races were conspiring to uh you know uh destroy earth simply because earth had had asserted itself uh against some of the uh the the greatest powers in the known universe yep. dark phoenix galactus so on and so forth mm-hmm so the funny thing about this is is one start Doctor Strange out in space after you know Tony tells him to go out there. Which okay, yeah, you can see Tony do it because he's done it, so that makes is logical sense for him. But an Earthbound magician, even though how logical the the, the you know the um the, that was for him to do that, because of course you know, like hey, Earth is not the only place with magic, so why not seek it out in other places in the galaxy? Um, but two, I find it funny that this is the second Avenger. On the current Avenger team, mind you, that is that is hit out of space because Black Panther, uh, the Black Panther number one that came oh, out that's of- right is also out in space. So I'm sitting here like, and so now you go back to the well, where does this fall in place? Because um, <laughs> everyone's out in space. How are they getting together to fight the Celestial on Earth now? You and and you know back during like Infinity and stuff, that was kind of. That was even fleshed out, but now it's like, okay, well, we're just going back to now. This is just someplace. This is just some other time, on, on some other you know thing. Yes, we're calling you out, Marvel editorial. <laughs> What's going on here? So, like, okay, so we're back to this again, but that's fine. Shots Edit. fired. Shots fired. <laughs> okay, so um, all right. It seems like I've got, and I mean this sarcastically, a few more books than Roddy this week. That's true. <laughs> So let me throw out a couple of, you know, I guess we're, we'll, I'll, I'll throw out a, a book real quick that I'd, I'd want to talk about a little in depth. And that book is another number one issue this week. I'm not going to spoil it. It's Immortal Hulk number one. It's by Al Ewing. And uh, I want to get the artist on this book correct. Uh, let's see. I want to say Paul Pelletier, but I don't know if I'm mistaken. So I'm going to pull up my review copy and scroll through to the credits. So, no, Joe Bennett. I apologize. Oh, okay. Right. Joe, you know, it's another artist that kind of came up in the 90s. Um, and it looks like uh, Joe Bennett has uh, worked on his style a bit to uh, differentiate it from being a 90s artist. You know, when I say 90s, I mean someone who looks like they would be uh, comfortable in an image book. Right. So that being said, um, Al Ewing has come out on record um, in, uh, you know, in various uh, interviews and articles saying that his version of the Hulk is meant to evoke uh, very much a horror aesthetic and, um, you know, be his version of a Marvel horror story. So uh, it definitely plays like that. It definitely plays like that. There are various aspects of this that come off as very much a horror and a suspense story. So um, I'm not going to get into any real specifics. Some of this stuff has been spoiled in uh, various articles. Um, What I'm referring to is the, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the central ideas behind this book is that the Hulk is immortal. I won't go any further into that, but uh, take from that what you will. And when you read this, you'll start to see where that particular aspect can, uh, you know, you can draw on that aspect of the character to uh, tell all sorts of great horror stories. So um, I would recommend this. I had a lot of fun reading this. Uh, it's, uh, th- there's actually an aspect of this that's borrowed from the television show the 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 bill bixby um david banner uh version of uh the incredible hulk 
you know, uh, shout, out, shout out to Lou Frigno. It's funny that you say that because I was talking to my, my comic book shy about the my shop guy about this, and I totally brought that up. I was like, yeah, I'm I, I was slightly interested in the book, but I feel like it's going to end up with uh with a banner doing the banner walk and the theme music playing. <laughs> I think there's some aspect. I mean, it's just a very small aspect of that uh, being drawn on uh, to tell this story. But yeah, it, listen, I had a lot of fun reading this. It's very um, well told, as well crafted as mo- as all of uh, Al Ewing's stories are. And also, it sounds like it's a change for him because most of the books. I mean, there could be a book that I, I don't really know about, but most of the books that I know that he's read that I've that I've read that he's written that i've read or recent or yes have been more lighter in tone yeah all, i was gonna say offbeat no, yes beat superheroes and and that's been for the last few years so i think this may signify a, a change in, or not necessarily change the style but him trying to do something different mm-hmm. i agree with that because i because i was thinking like how is a a lighter toned hulk that's gonna be that would be interesting in itself just for his writing but not as you say there's a there's a horror suspense been to it i'm slightly more curious to to check this out definitely listen i i recommend it it's a click of the week candidate for me that's how much i enjoyed it hmm. okay all right and let me d- let me get one more in just so that i can uh, try to even up the uh the scoring here let's call it that um infinity countdown number four um which is basically as i've joked before is basically just a continuation of um jerry duggan's uh guardians run and you know i don't think he's made any secret of it um, there are a couple of things that happen here that serve to um, update the status quo of several characters in the Marvel, uh, Marvel, not cinematic, uh, cosmic corner of the universe, uh, specifically um, dealing with where, um, where with what uh, Adam Warlock is up to, dealing with uh, the status quo of both the Silver Surfer and Galactus. Don't want to spoil it because I think you should read it. And if you're not caught up on this, you should because. Uh, uh, you know, while you may not be all that uh, concerned with what's going on with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I firmly believe this is a pretty well-told story. It's got a lot of space opera. It's a good crossover. And given that what we've seen, especially if you've read or if you've looked into this week's physical books, or at least I think maybe the last couple of weeks' physical books, as the stuff that's coming... Mm-hmm. Um, they are definitely not going away from this corner of the universe anytime soon. Yep, so, buckle up, peoples. Yeah, definitely. So this is actually you know just a fun read. I definitely recommend. Uh, you don't have to take. You know, it, it's not going to take uh, long to get caught up. This is actually a good jumping on point, even though it's the fourth issue of this particular uh, limited series. This is a good jumping on point because it brings us to a point where fans of um the movie uh uh versions of these characters and the comic book uh versions sort of uh intermingle a little bit so it's a good you know i think it's a good jumping on point because up until now you know we've had to deal with uh some intrigue in the nova core and the supersized power stone all that stuff resolves itself and this issue is an excellent place to jump on believe it or not the fourth issue of this series interesting and does it tie into any of the other um infinity books I guess uh, one will, but yeah, eventually it will. It doesn't at this point, mm, okay. but it will. All that stuff will because, like as you mentioned, the advertising for Infinity War. It was Infinity Wars, right? Uh, that was there's that, and then there's Infinity Prime, and then um, I think there might be Infinity Wars is the big summer crossover where 
of all people, Turk has a uh, has an Infinity Stone. You know, Turk from the Daredevil corner of the universe. So, um, you know, that's that's all to be you know kind of folded into the storyline. Gotcha. Or, okay. or 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 just coming right out of the, you know the 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 effects of this story. You know, this will just you know roll right into it. So. All right. So, well, that being the case, I will get to actually, I'll probably do a couple of books right now. Go for it. Um, slightly tying from something you just said, and that would be, actually, you know what? Uh, I can't do that one just yet, but I will do this one. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Living Legends, number one, and then we'll wrap back around. Okay. So, this is a one-shot um, that basically is a continuation of an old Tales to Astonish book, uh, Tales to Astonish issue, which the original Ant-Man, uh, Hank Pym, and the Wasp, Janet Van Dyne, uh, were were featured in. So uh, Scott Lang goes to visit Janet at her house because I guess he used to line up some some security contract. And it just so happens that uh, one of all Hank's old machines go off, you know, in the in the communications room, and they get a message from some folks that they helped back in the day. Uh, Janet gets Scott uh, kind of you know caught up on what happened, and even though he's not the actual original Ant Man, he goes along with her because you know he and it's in G- Dimension X because you know got to have some place to go. So they go. Uh, in just in case I won't say too much more outside of the fact that they, they go, they help people out, and they come back, and it just, just gets pretty much wrapped up. Like it's a it's a it's a um, it's a fun little read because you do as as Jan actually noticed. Uh, I mean, as as mentioned in the course of the story. She just kind of goes like, yeah, I remember when we first went to this adventure that, you know, she was the one that was always making jokes and it was the Hank that was the serious one, you know, the one that was kind of in charge. And in this case, it's it's kind of a reversal because, you know, Jan's in a different place now and Scott's, you know, younger and a little more, I guess, uh, jokey or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. So it's like she just noticed that there was a change. It was like, you know what? Yeah, Jan's been through a lot and she's, you know. Yeah, it's been she has come into his place, especially since, you know, from leading the Avengers, you know. Sure. So like I said, it was a pretty good read. There's a actually this one and the other book, there's probably there's a kind of classic for um for Ant Man and Wasp fans, uh villain, but you would have to you have to be of a certain vintage to know them. But <laughs> sure. specifically specifically in this case, because yeah, like I said. And luckily, because they, they allude to note that uh, Tales of the Sonish issues are on comics uh are on Marvel U- Unlimited right now. So you could go back and, you know, if you really wanted to read those original ah. stories, you could go check it out. So that's good that they did that. You know, they don't, and they still don't have everything, but I think they at least they at least put those in there just for sure. like, this up. So that was cool. Um, and the next one I will talk about is Ant Man and the Wasp number one, which yes, it is still Scott Lang, and but this time it's he's with um, Nadia Van Dyne, aka Nadia Pym, or formerly known as Nadia Pym. Right on this one, and my notes for this one is pretty much the same as my notes for the other one. So this is why I waited to. All right, cool. So this is why I waited to say this one. In that um, the first one, it's it's Jan and Scott on an adventure, and there's a movie coming out soon. This one, I said, it's Nadia and Scott on an adventure, and there's a movie coming out soon. <laughs> pretty much why these these are coming out. In this case, this is not a one shot, but this is the first of a six issue mini, I believe it is. And uh, the basic premise behind this one is that Scott somehow found himself in, in outer space, apparently with the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I hadn't read the 
uh, Guardians in a while, so I don't know how he ended up. Yeah, but he's apparently stuck out there, was stuck out there because he left the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was at some Nova Corps station. Uh-oh, a wild dirt appears. Hey! Testing, testing, can you hear me? Yes, we can. I have, a, I have a whole different setup here, so I'm not sure how well it's working. Yeah, I like the... I like the um... Your, your little overlook there. That's, that's, that's kind of funky. Yeah, and actually, I've got uh, two camera. One Whoa! camera. Two camera. Oh, look at Mr. Fancy. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can even switch to the logo. I can I can do my little... Oh, maybe I can't. Oh, no! I just messed something Of course, I just messed something up. Oh, no, there it goes. Well, I just started as soon as I faded out. But anyway. So, yeah, actually, I, I set up uh, OBS Studio... Oh and yeah, playing with the uh, stream deck, which has these things. And although I, it has a soundboard thing, but I don't think the sound actually comes through. Can you hear this? Did you hear anything there at all? You might need. Well, we'll talk about that yeah. later. I, I can <laughs> something you might might be able to, to use for that to happen. Um, but anyway, yes. um, oh. welcome to the show, PCN underscore Dirt. Although I I came on basically to say I haven't read anything this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got back from vacation, and then uh, we're, we're we've got someone ripping out the front steps, the concrete steps of our house, and building new steps. And nice. we've been cleaning up, and the and the kids are both you know on summer break, and so already. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's about right. Yeah. No, I was about to say here in the city. I was about to say here in New York City and in the surrounding areas, school doesn't let out until like pretty close to the end of June. They well, yeah, but but you guys also start later, right? Yeah, we start in September. Yeah, we yeah. start uh, like the second or third week of August. Oh so. wow, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we, I mean, our schools do that here too. So I was like, I didn't think most places didn't do that, but I do know there are some places that start later than others or earlier than others too. So. Wow, there we go. that's what I was looking for. That was a shot I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I was about to say. Now it looks like dirt is on a newscast because. Well, and I can also switch and take out the frames. Wow! I wanted to do that dramatic turn again, and I know this is riveting for people who just not watching this. Yeah, like exactly. Not- oh, feel bad for the folks on audio because I know I listen to the show on audio, and I'd be like, "What the hell are they doing?" So yeah, so if you're not watching, so if you're listening to the audio, maybe check out the video sometime on YouTube. Click the uh, Declick Nation. That's correct. Uh, but that being said, so let's push this along and say that. Uh, so we have gone over dirt. Oh, you said you hadn't read anything, but I no, I'm, I read some some older stuff while I was there. So I actually okay. wanted to. to I, well, first of all, I read through all of uh, Next Generation uh, oh, through nice. the mirror, mm-hmm. and so that was really good. And I'm actually looking forward to the next one uh, because it sets up for the next series too. Yeah. And the way they did it was with the, I think probably with the best character that you could use. Uh, and I guess I can spoil it because you know it's been a while, it's been a week or two, but because uh, Barkley, the evil Barkley from uh, which the think, Mirror Universe, yeah, which I think I might have mentioned that when I talked about that issue, but yeah, because and notice since you read that first uh, mini, they kind of set up Barkley as kind of the the main of the mirror, not necessarily the main character, but as the focal point. Right. So yeah, and it's and it's fun. It's really fun to see you know how they dealt with those characters. So, um, and then actually, I did read Daredevil, uh, six hundred through six hundred three. I think came out last week. Yes. Uh, okay. So here's the one thing that bothers me, and this goes back to six hundred when Kingpin gets uh shot by a bunch of arrows from the hand. So he goes down. Mm-hmm. So this new law that 
had gone into effect from the previous administration that nobody paid any attention to said that Matt Murdock, because of the role that he had in the administration, he now becomes acting mayor. Right. Okay. So Daredevil goes and confronts Kingpin while he's getting ready to give this big speech and he gets beaten down by Kingpin. The next time we see Kingpin, he's talking to the crowd and Daredevil's being taken away by police officers in cuffs. But just minutes before that, they had talked about Spider-Man being in a big fight with all the bad guys that they arrested. And so he immediately asks, what's his real name? You know, what does he look like? Because he assumes they ripped the mask off. And of course, Spider-Man put webbing all over so they couldn't get it off. But are we supposed to assume that he didn't take the mask off a Daredevil up on the rooftop of that building? Because it it seems like that would... That flow is exactly what he just said with Spider-Man. If he's going to beat the crap and he's got Daredevil laying there, he would rip off the mask and see who Daredevil was, who's been bothering them this whole time. And apparently he didn't do that. Like, that's that's like the one thing that really... But at, at, at the same time, though, he beat Daredevil. Maybe he looked and put the mask back on. Then he got shot by all the arrows. So now he's in the hospital. Maybe he'll wake up from the coma and then be like, Matt Murdock! And then, you know, it'll all come crashing down. Right, or... We have some 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 sort of uh, amnesia to where he doesn't remember. Who he, or he which... says he has amnesia and doesn't remember, but he really does remember. <laughs> so then four story arcs later, it can come out. That, that yeah, totally. Either one of those are viable. <laughs> so anyway, and I and I really enjoyed um, Doctor Strange, um, the Donny Cates run. I read all of that while I was nice. on vacation. That's some good stuff too. So so yeah, so I, I got caught up on stuff while I was on vacation. I just haven't read anything since I got back. So. Gosh, gotcha. well you know, I guess. Like, we can talk about that next week uh, if you're having the. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks who are listening on the audio podcast. Just yeah, can't appreciate how how cool this is uh, uh, with uh, uh, PCN underscore Dirt's new setup. I, so, I wish I wish the sound from the soundboard would come through though, because it actually. I, I don't know if you guys have seen one of these things, but the the stream deck. Yes, I'd have because yeah. And so I've got, you know, spots down here where I can Program. put sounds and I hear them. I hear them through my headphones, but apparently they don't broadcast through. So I got to figure out what the setting is to make that broadcast out. I get you. I just send you a link to something. I think I got you. I think I got you. Well, I, it's probably just a setting in OBS Studio. Uh, yes and no. Although there's something on Windows you could also use. But like I said, we could talk about that later because yeah. there's, a, there's a sound setting that um, that you could possibly use that that'll, that'll make that happen. I have a sound effect for this right now. Much next. <laughs> so anyway let me get yeah. you know, so let me get back to ant-man and what are oh, you you're you're dropping out or no no, no i was like be that way <laughs> <laughs> again for the people watching the video yeah, yeah you guys got to watch the video go to uh the click nation forward slash live and you can tune right. to the click nation's uh youtube channel after we've uh broadcast so that you can watch uh the entire show uh front to back yes. So that being case, let me finish up on Ant-Man and Wasp number one, which, and that will say, uh, like I said, Nadi and Scott, um, so Scott's out in space for some odd reason, because he was with those Guardians, I said that he was at a Nova course station. So who in the world would he call to try to get him back to Earth? Because he's basically trying to get home to his uh, his daughter's, Kathy's, Kathy's birthday party, and he's got some strange plant with him, because that's clearly not going to come back up at some point. Um, so he calls the one and only Nadia 
and dying slash Pym to get him home instead of like the Avengers or somebody, which I guess makes sense because you know whatever the, there was there was some reasons agenda for it, and it's, it's kind of sound because she is one of the smartest people in in the universe. So sure, she, so if anybody would know how to get her home pretty quickly, that would be the case. And she tells him to wait exactly 10 and some change minutes and 10 and some change minutes later, she comes up with an idea. But of course, Scott being Scott, um, he kind of messes around for a second and then gets lost in the microverse, which means that Nighty had to go get him. And they start solving an adventure, uh, which uh, conclude well, not doesn't conclude, but which um, which will continue next issue. They called it the quantum. Uh, they called it the uh, the microverse and not the quantum realm. But yeah, because that's just for the MCU. Okay. So, yeah. So they, they they keep to the microverse on that one. Okay. Cool. They, so then, yeah, there's some some slightly funny interactions between uh, Nadia and Scott because you know, obviously Hank Pym being her dad, and she's thinking Scott is the one who stole his tech, and you know when Hank actually gave it, mm-hmm. you know, gave her the Ant Man suit, and that kind of came up in the beginning, and you know, there's still some. It's kind of the same, almost almost the same kind of animosity that she had. With Spider-Man, to which we still don't even know what was between that, but they kind of she is not as bad because you know her her and Spider-Man's interactions were while pretty funny up until the the last end of that run, and but it was basically some little bit of animosity there for some odd reason, but they kind of come to an understanding and to the halfway into this book and kind of go off and do their thing. So yeah, it's a it's a it's um it's a neat read, you know. Um, where is it going to go in the in the prevailing five more issues that's going to happen? We don't know, but you know, like I said, there's a movie coming out. They they threw some stuff out. They put some stuff out there. Oh, got to get those characters some exposure on the stands. Yeah. So, right. so uh, since I've got so many more books to talk about, I'm going to do uh, another bundle of books. This time it'll be the X corner of the Marvel universe. First mm-hmm. up is uh, Astonishing X-Men number 12. This is the last issue of Charles Soule's story in uh, Astonishing X-Men. Um, this was his vehicle to so- introduce a revamped prof- uh, Charles Xavier. So uh, if you want to find out what's going on with that, read it. Uh, don't be fooled by the Greg Land awful cover. He is not the interior artist on this, but he is the interior artist on the upcoming story with Mac- Matthew Rosenberg. So get out while the getting's good. If you, like me, do not like Greg Land's art. But what if you do like Greg Land? Well, then now's a good jumping on point right after this issue. Or if you'd like the cover, you can get this issue. So that's that. Um, like I said, this is this was a vehicle for uh, Charles Soule to introduce a revamped... Uh, Charles Xavier, and uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting take on um, the founder of the X Men finding a new purpose and a new direction. And uh, spoiler alert, mild spoiler alert, uh, a new body. So there's that. Um, X Men Gold number twenty nine kind of wrapped up uh, what what should have been a stupendously dramatic story about the possible return. Of the legacy virus, although there is uh, the possibility that it could still rear its ugly head again, um, it seemed like that story wrapped itself itself up very neatly uh, in this issue, which is the last issue before the wedding of uh, Kitty Pride and Colossus. So, um, if you're interested in seeing how this uh, 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 storyline turned out, how the X Men were able to stop. 
um, the spread of uh, a revamped legacy virus. Make sure you tune in. If you're not into that, but you want to see the uh, nuptials of Kitty Pride and Colossus, that is next issue. We're barreling right into that. And uh, for the last book uh, in the X-Men corner for me this week, X-Men Red number five. This is um, the latest chapter of uh, Jean Grey's team, uh, the adventures of Jean Grey's team, and how she, how it very, it very much um, echoes uh, some of the things that are happening in the real world. It looks like Tom Taylor um, is drawing upon uh, some uh, real world issues um, in this um, X Men book um, in terms of dealing with, uh, you know, trying to uh, uh, fight uh, anti mutant hysteria with the truth. And uh, you know, it d- definitely is an echo of. Uh, uh, real world issues um, on the uh, on the comic book page. So that's it for the X Men corner for us. Got anything else? Actually, it does not because what do you got? I didn't know oh, one. you do have one. Nice, nice. Well, nice. I'll, I'll do this real quick, and I can we can pretty much go into rapid fire after this. Or actually, if you want to gen it up right now, we do that. Here it comes, spinning it up. All right, Dazzler, X song number one. And the short story is that um, at first I thought this was set in the past, but apparently it was not. But um, that's not what I wanted to do. Uh, it's basically the story of how she's going to end up with uh, Astonishing X-Men and two issues. Okay. Because she's basically, she's hiding. Well, she's not necessarily hiding, but she's um, she's fronting a band of mutants and uh in humans uh and i guess she's in brooklyn or something i'm not even sure but and she looks like jim and the hologram so of jim from jim and the hologram so, so that's another weird one but then again someone would argue that she could be the original jim and the hologram jim from the so but basically she's doing that and um there's some anti inhuman uh there's the anti inhuman group that's kind of been going around to all of her shows basically saying hey you know you know they don't want any any inhumans around here because they're not like us and you know and blah 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 all that kind of that kind of stuff so and that's not not wanting to get really into the um getting mixed up into it because she's basically trying to you know promote peace and positivity between the both of the groups you know and in her shows has been for pretty much both groups and anybody to, to, to rock out with uh, but they've been getting coming and coming and they've been coming and coming with this thing until she finally decides to step in and uh, Colossus kind of pops, not Colossus, well, Peter basically, Colossus kind of pops in for a second saying, hey, you know, there's you, you can come back to the X-Men if you want to and she's like, nah, I'm not going to do that because I got my thing going on here until this other stuff kind of pops off and at the end of the book she's, um, it, apparently she's going to end up on Astonishing X-Men in issue 14 coming out of everything that's happened in this book. So. Alrighty. Um, you want to go ahead? Your last book, or uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and do the, the, my last book. Why not? Rise of the Black Panther number six. This is the end of this series, and as I've said before, with this um, with this mini series, there are some slight direct indirect ties to the movie as far as um how this plays off, except for it plays a little different than, than the movie does, but. However, this is the early days of uh, T'Challa being king. Some secrets have come out, you know, from his dad's uh, and his uncle's kind of reign as king. That's some stuff that's been kind of the king of the secret. He brings uh, Wakanda out into the world, so the world knows about him now. Uh, Eric Killmonger comes back into the picture as of last issue. They, uh, he and Storm, and you know, Storm 
fought him. He was bringing Killmonger back to Wakanda for to, to for justice. Uh, who somehow escapes? We don't even get into how that even happens. Causes a ruckus in Wakanda, kidnaps uh, Queen Ramonda for a second. Uh, that gets taken care of, and then T'Challa and Killmonger fight uh, once again, and that gets resolved. And uh, Killmonger escapes slash dies, possibly, but you know. Um, and then you see a sh- uh, shot of you see uh, the last couple pages of um, T'Challa kind of coming into the beginning some beginning territory for him if you think about his history uh when wakanda gets brought onto the world and who he's who he starts dealing with and that's how the book ends so that was a pretty decent issue to this um to this to this series like i said i'm pretty sure it was a conscious there was a conscious choice to kind of take some story beats from you know blending story beats from mm-hmm. the, uh, and blend them into the early days of black panther but you know it is what it is so it was a pretty good read so check it out if you enjoyed the movie all righty so um, I have one last Marvel book, and then I'm going to get to, believe it or not, a chunk of DC. Okay. Yeah, right? Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> My soundboard works. <laughs> so <laughs> That is so not nice. That is so uh, well, listen, I am the guy. I am the sound effects person here. So, <laughs> you know, everyone keeps trying to steal my thunder on this. Everyone wants their sound effects. So, um Last Marvel book for myself this week is Captain America number 703. I think this is the penultimate issue of Wade's Captain America run. This is the latest chapter in this future storyline where we find out who the um the mystery uh, uh the mystery character is on the on the next cover who who uh was uh, uh shown in silhouette in uh um in uh, the solicitations for uh, the next issue. So I won't spoil it. What's that? Hong Kong for we? Uh, no, not Hong Kong for we. <laughs> yeah. So um, like I said, this is the, uh, the next to last issue of uh, this run. I believe this is the future storyline of what basically what Captain America means to the Marvel universe. So um, it's entertaining, but you know, ultimately, you know, is it going to make a difference in, uh, in your uh, reading experience for Captain America, I'm not sure. Um, and uh, I've got a bunch of DC books lined up. First up is Batman number 48. We are getting real close to the wedding between Batman and Catwoman. And who decides to show up but one uh, Joker who uh, is basically angling for the position of best man at the wedding. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what's implied. So um, it's a, it's a very quirky issue. Um, there are hints of um, references to the killing joke. There are hints at, you know, various um, uh, uh, things we've seen uh, the Joker do to Batman. Um, there's uh, some what I thought were uh, really, you know, unbelievable, uh, uh, unbelievable uh, things uh, that uh, King has put into the bat suit that would enable him to withstand a 44 Magnum shot to the side of his head at ridiculously close range. I kind of thought that was a little unbelievable. Um, so, but uh, like I said, this is uh, leading up to the, uh, the wedding, which uh, appears to still really be on. So uh, we'll see how this Joker storyline uh, leads into that. Uh, the next book from DC that I read this week was justice league. Number one. So believe it or not, this was, I believe, uh, Tim Dog 98's uh, prime candidate for Click of the Week. I'm not going to spoil whether or not it was, but he definitely liked this book. I thought it was a good start. 
Um, my understanding is that Jim Chung is not on art for a whole bunch of these issues right in the middle of it. And he comes back in issue number seven. But uh, that was the big draw for me was his art. Um, it's a classic setup of uh, Snyder d- g- does a classic setup uh, for the Justice League and definitely draws on his recent work in the Dark Metal Knights uh, series where that where this really does flow straight from the events of uh, that book. So um, oh, here we go. So um, ultimately, if you're looking for a good place to jump on and maybe pick up on what happened in Dark Knight's Metal, because it really does give an explanation as much as you really need to know. That's all you need to know is, is contained in this book. So this is a good place to jump on and catch up on what happened in Dark Knight's Metal. And finally, Man of Steel number two. This is uh, Bendis's... Uh, uh, a uh, big splash in the DC universe. And I'm not so keen on this book right now. Um, it is changing the, uh, the status quo of, uh, of uh, uh, Superman and Lois to a certain extent, because apparently um, the story is being told out of sequence. So there is the current, and then there is the, um, the past where in the past, it seems as though uh, a big enemy of uh uh, Krypton, someone who may have been, um, uh, uh, who may who may carry a, a a grudge against Kryptonians, is uh, hunting down Superman. If you if you've read the uh, was a DC Nation, and then the first issue of this uh, of this series, you uh, you'll get more information on who that character is. Bendis is still developing that character, but ultimately, if uh, you're looking for something you know new to jump on, that you know gives. Uh, uh, you know the 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 classic bendis talky uh mess uh during an issue this is a good place for you you know so that wraps up my books for the week there was uh just one thing you forgot to cover what's that Didn't a horse called both of these nuts win a horse race recently (laughs) was there i didn't know that Oh wait, that's right. You weren't on when 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 Doug pulled that out the other time. Yeah, this is this is a different thing. This is my phone. My phone has this soundboard thing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that being the case, we are at the time of clicks of the week, and as already alluded to, we already have one one Tim Dog ninety eight, and that is Justice Tim Dog. Yeah, Tim Dog ninety eight's uh, click of the week is mm-hmm. Justice League number one. All righty. How about you, Roddy? Um, shoes. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking I I don't know. This is a tough one. I'm thinking I might go with Doctor Strange number one though. Okay. Weirdly interesting. Well, it's definitely a different premise for. I don't know why I did that. Uh, for for the doc, but so we'll see how that goes. Actually, I bought the new Doctor Strange. I figured even though. Uh, man child mark wade is writing it i'll give it a shot uh, <laughs> because i enjoyed the character in the last run um but i also picked up the hulk uh to give it a shot and i've actually heard a lot of good things from a lot of different people about hulk not yeah. you know usually you have these same groups of people some people are going to like the the first issue of something and other people are going to hate it and then something else comes out and these people like it and these people hated it you know uh but uh just from pretty much everybody i've talked to uh they all seem to like hulk so I figure I'll yeah. give that one a shot. You mentioned earlier that he was he was a uh, he... yeah. This was a prime candidate for click of the week for me. You missed out on it. 
uh, I, I was talking about this uh, near the top of the show. Uh, I'm going to go with Immortal Hulk number one as my click of the week this week. Well, there you go. All righty. So um, before we transition into this week's news, let me read off uh, an ad for. Oh, Dirt. I'm going to sign off though. Yes. All righty, Dirt. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. I got to get my soundboard fixed so I can outdo you next week. All right. <laughs> nice. With those much better clips. But all right. I'll see you guys. <laughs> Sounds good. Take it easy. Always with the people trying to upstage the sound man. Looks like I'm gonna have to step up my game. Oh. I'm gonna hunt what it is. You know what it is. Every soundboard operator has to hunt down new clips. Right, it has to come up with something fresh and new. So you know, sure. I'm gonna have to start looking for uh, stuff that I can uh, clip and put into the soundboard uh, program. Yeah, and basically this show is going to end up being insufferable, and we're going to have people be like, okay, can you stop with the sound clips already? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get them to, to, to join the video, and we'll start, like, super producing the video clips and do everything that Dirt does and have multiple cameras. So, you know. Um, he didn't say he had a click. Uh, he didn't because he hadn't read anything. But he mentioned what he wanted to read, and that's why that's what led into the uh, Immortal Hulk discussion. Yep. So, uh, our first ad for the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rose to Cabernet to Torrente, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to, to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now, the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink that's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c wink wines through cspn do it today and as we go into the news section of the program we start off with the cinematic news and of course we will be tag teaming this and i guess i'm going to start off by saying uh propose Oh, uh, well, I screwed that one up. <laughs> what were you going to do? Well, the same thing I usually do is just pop this up real quick and but go. Proposed Smallville's spinoff would have starred Green Arrow and Lois Lane. And no, this is not the um, the Stephen Amell version because uh, it is Justin Hartley, I believe. Which I could have sworn he was playing Aquaman. Or there was supposed to be an Aquaman spinoff with him. But Why I does think- that name sound familiar? He is on, I believe he is on This Is Us Now. Oh, that's the brother from the, okay. Uh, but he was also on Smallville as uh, Oliver Queen. Uh, I believe he was also on some soap opera uh, back in the day, but yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, and I think, I, I don't maybe it was, probably it was not him, but he was playing Green Arrow here. Whoever was playing Aquaman on Smallville was supposed to do, I thought it was him though was supposed to do a, a, a pilot and that never took off. But either way, there was supposed to be, apparently there was a spinoff that would um, star Green Arrow and Lois Lane. But as we know, Lois Lane ended up with um, Clark. And I believe, as it says here in this article, that apparently was from uh, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast that um, Justin Hartley was on, which I did not know he had a thing. So 
uh, yeah, they, they did the Justice on the Justice League thing in Smallville, and you know, Clark went on to well, Oliver went on to wed Chloe Sullivan from the show, you know, on the show, which that doesn't seem like that should have been in a thing. And yeah, Lois ends up with Clark on the show. So okay, yeah, weird. I never really watched Smallville after like the first couple of seasons. So same here. All right. So our next bit of news is uh, Ava DuVernay says her new God's film is in early development. We'll see if it ever gets into late development. I know, right? Well, I feel like that one will probably. So I know I remember seeing some. some... As long as she sticks with the project. That's what I was going to say. Well, yeah, there was that. You're right. Um, Because there was something on when this was announced. And what was the other? um, There was another project that was from Marvel that was basically. Um, or maybe there was two new guys. Thing. I can't remember, but somebody was talking about it. We'll see if any, either one of them gets actually gets out there. Oh, Eternals. Eternals. Thank you. Yeah. Another Kirby creation, basically the same thing, but different things. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. Hopefully that something will come out of it one way or another. Next up. Um, speaking of people wanting movies, now Jared Leto's Joker is apparently getting his own movie. Who wants this? No one cares. Oh, wait, wait. There is a sound effect just for this. I figured you were going to, I figured you were going to go with the boo. But... Oh, yeah. Well, I can do that, too. So, you know, there's various boos that we have on uh, on the rack. You know, there is also... Uh, it was awful! I was terrible! away! Or, you know... Oh, boo. Boo. There we go. Or, it was pretty terrible! It was bad! Yes, exactly. So, all of that. Now, there are some people who like Jared Leto's uh, version of the Joker from, from Suicide Squad. Good on you, I guess. Whatever. Moving right along. Have fun with that. So, yeah, the really- original Teen Titans series, the cartoon series could see a revival. So the original series of Teen Titans could see a revival if the Teen Titans Go movie is a success. Nice. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. That's all I'm going to say. Like, so this came from Tara Strong, who said that she was told by some, some I guess some execs on the movie or something like that. Um, I don't believe that, that she was probably told that. And I don't believe that, you know, and I do believe that, yeah, they're trying to drum up interest for one for the other by using the other as a kind of bait. But I don't know. I feel like some that doesn't, I don't know. All right. I love Tom Strong. I like Teen Titans Go is more than probably anybody here. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I feel if it, it seems weird, it's like, yeah, Teen Titans Go, the thing that was kind of people were basically saying it was the best of us version of the original team is going to be the one that sparks up interest in the original coming back. So I don't know. Moving right along. All right. This is a spoiler for uh, the solo movie I have not seen yet. I actually did see Infinity War the second time this week, this past week. Final. How many times have you seen it? Uh, What? Solo? Oh, just once. Infinity War. Just the once? Okay. Yeah. I thought about it, but just haven't done it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah. Especially since I had bad seats the first time. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should definitely do it before uh, it leaves the theaters. Yeah, maybe. But in this case. All right. So, what? You're going to talk about the solo story? You were, but I'll do it. Oh, is that my turn? Yeah. Nah. Uh Oh. I did original Teen Titans. Okay, fine. So those most <laughs> I was just warning about the spoiler. Yeah, true that. Um, so we yeah, we're still not gonna get into it, but all I can say is that movie's fun, I think. But anyway, Solo's most gruesome death was inspired by Indiana Jones some kind of way. You mean somebody dies in the movie? Spoiler alert. Ah ha ha. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Solo died just a terrible thing. I don't know what <laughs> all righty. Uh next but- um, and I'm not sure what death they're talking about. I don't know if they're talking about the behemoth or they're talking about L3. And maybe you're talking about L3, who's, I didn't read this article, even though I've read, the, even though I've 
Um, I've seen the movie. Regardless, yeah, it's a thing. If you still haven't seen it, and I may have just spoiled something for you, I apologize. It's all right. It, um, none of that means anything to me until I finally watch it, so we'll see. Sure. So, uh, our next story is Noah Hawley has completed his Doctor Doom solo movie script. Okay. Yeah, so we've talked about this before. Noah Hawley, uh, I think he's the yeah, the showrunner for, for Legion has got a script for the Doctor Doom movie that the people want to do. Sure. Doesn't mean this movie's going to get made, but <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Colleen and Misty team up for uh, team up. Wait, Colleen and Misty team up. New Luke. You wrote it. <laughs> Man, wrote it. That, I, I'm just copying what they put. Anyway, That's Colleen and Misty team up. New Luke Cage clip, and we need it. That is a weirdly. That's a terrible sentence. There's something yeah. missing. Yeah, the, hey, look, that's measurable. You can see that right there. It's not even me. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I just put I just put the articles in there. I don't write half of the stuff. Anyway, so yeah, that was a clip that just came out with the, that was showing um, Misty Knight and Colleen Wing in action after they get into a, a bar fight of all things. Sounds like, but you know what? Hey, it basically showed that we maybe we're getting a little bit more of uh, Daughters of the Dragon. Hopefully, show for them because I would love to see that. And I still haven't seen Iron Fist. Um, yeah, it's tough to slog through. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that at one point. But this, but they're going to both show up uh, on in uh, Luke Cage season two when that comes uh, in June twenty second. Okay. Uh, our next story is the new Ant Man and the Wasp poster indicates a costume overhaul for Hope. So um, there's a noticeable change in the costume. So um, it's got a much brighter color scheme. So it has a dramatically different look. So I did see this somewhat um, online. So that's an interesting take. Yeah, it's basically almost an inverse of the Ant-Man costume from from the MCU. Well, I guess they they folded into the comics now. But yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, no black and gold like 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 Janet would normally wear. But I don't know if they do what the what, you, what we're thinking they might do. Maybe Jen will show up. Who knows? That's a thing. Um, oops, I didn't mean to focus on that. <laughs> Miles Morales' uh, Spider-Man mask appeared in Homecoming Easter Egg, which I could have sworn I thought I saw, but I thought I was tripping in this. So in the end... You were waiting for the post-credit scene. <laughs> well, there was that, but in during the middle of the credit scene, you see flashes of you know things as, as Blitz Creek Bop plays and you do see spider-man's mask but right before that you kind of see um or actually right after that you see you know as you can see from the picture if you're watching um if you're watching the video somebody did a screen cap of the the part of uh, the credits where you can see spider-man's mask and you also see uh miles morales's mask kind of i think coming to the forefront i believe that's what happened i don't remember but it was a screen cap and it's Clearly shows I was there, and as you remember from Homecoming, uh, the Prowler, aka uh, Spider-Man's uh, Miles Morales's uncle, was in there, and I think Mike even came out and said something about his nephew who lives in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, Miles Morales is somewhere in the in the in the universe. I'm like, that's not good enough. Stop doing that. Just say, hey, yes, he's there. <laughs> anyway. So, next story is the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse trailer drops Marvel bombs that'll have you screaming. I have not sat down to watch this yet. I wanted to give myself some peace of mind, you know, so to clear my head yeah. and sit down and watch it. So I want to do it this weekend. Um, I've heard good things about it. It's a pretty cool looking trailer. Um, yeah, the, the, it's been mostly positive uh, from people out there on the internet. Good. And it focuses on Mal. It's actually kind of funny in a couple of spots uh, too. But yeah, that's the thing. Go check it out if you haven't already. Um, speaking of 
Haley Stansfield, Steinfield, excuse me, uh, cast as Spider Gwen in said Into the Spider Press movie. As you saw, if you're watching the video, you saw the little clip of the gif of her uh, popping up on that. So, yeah, Spider Man, well, I think Spider Gwen was going to be it. Now we have the cast or the person cast to play her. Nice. I wonder if they're going to call her Spider Gwen or Ghost Spider. That's a darn good question. I have a because I know. Well, let's put it this way: there is an address. There's a slight address in the um, trailer. Okay, not like that. So All right. okay. So next up, uh, the first Bumblebee trailer is a heartfelt blast from the past. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Speaking of uh, Haley Steinfeld, who is is in this movie, so yeah, the the Bumblebee trailer is uh, out there, and I'm hearing some decent things about it. I'm trying to remember who that see who that jet is. I thought it was Star uh, Jetfire, but it looks like more like Starscream from this from this GIF. But regardless, it's out there. It is Starscream. Come to think of it, huh? I think it is Starscream. I think I saw something about it being Starscream, but I could be wrong. Because so, uh, it looks more like Starscream than than Jetfire for real. Right. Uh, so, but you know, with with Bays or whoever made those uh, characters, you never really know what they look like because they don't <laughs> get them. Symbol, right? So that's that. All right. And last up, um, is that? Yeah, I guess that's this. Uh, Batista, as in Dave Batista, signs on for Deadpoolish body bags adaptation. So, so Dave Batista is starting to find uh, find out how look. Yeah, that's cynical. Let me not do that. How so, lucrative yeah. you were gonna say? Yeah, I was about to say lucrative uh, comic book market uh, films are, but that's that's probably not nice. So anyway, uh, so Dave Batista signed on to star in and produce a film adaptation of Jason Pearson's Body Bags under the new title of Dogtown, according to Deadline. Um, he's going to play a professional bounty hunter who discovers he has a teenage daughter, which sounds like the professional, except for that wasn't his daughter. I know, do not write me. Um, and John Wick 2 screenwriter Kyle Ward is set to adapt the 1996 comic book series into film. So, yeah, we're not done with comic book movies by a stretch. And I think this is not the only one. In fact, this is not the only one. I just didn't pull that other one because I think Batista's also, um, well, it's not comic book related, but Batista's also trying to, uh, become the role of Marcus Phoenix of Gears of War fame. Like, granted, there have been Gears of War comic books, but still, that's not necessarily closely. Because that is a video game and not a comic book, even though they have been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is the thing. Oops, actually, I should have muted the uh, hangouts. So that is it for the comic book, uh, comic book news. And I shouldn't have done that because, goddamn it, that was too good. Um, but now we move to the comic book news. Yes. All right. So I'll lead off. We have uh, our first story, which is Umberto Ramos joins Marvel's mysterious X classified title. So Umberto Ramos has been scheduled to draw the previously unsolicited, unsolicited chase variant to X classified number one, but has not yet been revealed. So uh, he's drawing one of the what variant covers. So yeah, that's that's cool. Um, yeah. And next up. Uh, rising artist Carmen Carter Carnero, apologize. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. Uh, joins Tom Taylor on X Men Red. I am not a I am not aware of this artist. You got me. Somebody's new, and uh, you know, here's a here's a picture of oh Lord, I didn't mean to do that. Dumb. Anyway, moving right along. So oh, okay. yeah, that's uh that's actually the the next issue of X Men Red. Yeah. All right. Next, Ant Man leaves the Guardians of the Galaxy over a birthday party. Which we talked about when we talked about Ant-Man and the Wasp. So we basically already covered this. Okay. Um, ahead of Fantastic Four's return, Marvel appears to have been to have doomed Doom. 
So this is actually slightly spoiler from Marvel Two or from last week uh, when Doctor. Basically, during the course of the story, um, Doctor Doom finds out that he may not be able to escape his destiny because the people they're fighting is a is a galacticized version of Doom who basically tells him he can't escape his destiny, which has him start to thinking. So, I guess that's going to play out uh, going forward in the Fantastic Four. Alrighty. Uh, next up. Um, you can purchase Captain Marvel and other style shoes courtesy of Vans. So, yeah. So, Vans is coming out with a line of uh, Marvel-inspired shoes. The Captain America joints, if you're watching the video, the Black Panther joints. Uh, there's a Hulk one. I don't know if that's the Hulk one. No, that's like, I don't even know what the heck that one is. So, yeah, there's a Hulk one and a Thor one and Spider-Man looks like. Okay. And I guess this one they're showing is, I don't know what in the world that one is. I guess that's the okay. Regardless, it, oh wait, oh, maybe it's Thor. Maybe. Oh yeah. Well, or you can mean Captain America also. Actually, I think that might be the Captain America ones because ah. yeah, the blue and the wingtips and the red. Right, right. I got you. I see it now. Hulk ones, and there's a Captain Marvel book bag. So I'm pretty sure that's gonna sell sell pretty decently. No, I kind of like those um the Black Panther ones. Okay. So yeah. Um, next up. Marvel teases as Guardians of the Galaxy. And and I, I'll go ahead and fold in the next one because we have a lineup of said team, mm-hmm. which consists of hmm, team as, uh, excuse me, um, Angela, which was speculated in the article before. Uh, let's see. Actually, wait, does it actually say? Oh, yes, it does. Uh, so we have here Valkyrie, the executioner. It looks like a destroyer. And I don't know who this other person is. Um, and I don't think it says here. So yeah, that's going to be. Oh, and Thorfrog as is uh, shown in the or Throg at some point. Some folks will say, and it looks like classic Valkyrie, not um, not uh, MCU Valkyrie. Yeah, MCU Valkyrie's in Exiles right now. Yes, but I don't know who this other person is. Looks kind of like Havoc, but I gotta take a look. I gotta take a closer look at that. Um, all right, regardless, uh, that is the team. Next up. Mm-hmm. Mike Zex Captain America number one variant cover mix nine and counting. So I guess there's multiple uh, variant covers for the uh, uh, new Captain America number one that launches in July. Uh, yes. Oh wait, did I miss that one? Anyway, sure. Which one? Um. Oh no, that is the same one. Um. I think that's weird. Nah, it looks like Newsarama might may have changed their uh may have changed a little bit, but it's the same one. So yeah, there's a but a bunch of variant covers for Captain America number one. Also, um, there are 13 covers and counting for Fantastic Four number one. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of variants, folks. For, mm-hmm. for um, and next up we have a Stanley Corner. Oh my goodness, there's always something weird and crazy happening. Stanley was threatened by two gunmen outside his LA home. But I, might not I, been... I didn't know that Stan lived in the hood. What the hell? <laughs> No, Stanley is not living. I here. know this. What the hell do two gunmen doing hanging outside well, Lee? Well, that you may have just answered your own question. Yes, but sir. this is according to the Daily Mail and you know there was a there was a call to place to nine one one seven thirty on Thursday night. I guess this was last week. Um reporting that two men threatened Stanley. There were two men that were detained by the LAPD, one of which reportedly confronted Lee demanding money. Officers were called to... Why did they give out his address? Okay. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was an incident, and I think all is well now. Next up, uh, 28 covers accounting for Batman number 50, including... I'm going to wrap this next one into this. Uh, Joe Jusko's Batman wedding variant cover, which is absolutely breathtaking, according to this article. You can see it um, if you're watching the video. 
Okay. Not a bad looking cover. Um, Next. All right. So here's something that I know that uh, my fellow co-hosts on the Compo Chronicles talked about during the week, Mm -hmm. which is the news that DC is dropping providing digital codes on all $3.99 titles. So DC Comics will no longer include complimentary access codes for digital versions of all of their $3.99 physical titles. So this digital program began in April 2017, along with the price increase of several $2.99 rebirth titles that went up to $3.99. But as of May 2nd, the free digital codes are gone for most titles, although the cover prices remain the same. You get less bang for your buck. It's almost as if they did that. Um, they lured people in with the promise of digital codes only to keep the price the way it is so they can keep the, you know, so they can get mm-hmm. weird. Hmm. Who'd have thunk it? Right. I know, which prompted me, I will go ahead and say, to drop the two books I was getting physical for DC because of that reason, through, because of that reason. Gotcha. So, yeah. And that is starting, that is actually already started, now that I think about it, because I believe that started this week or last week. I did, I don't, definitely noticed it this week. Yeah, oh, as of May 2nd's title, so so yeah, so that was last month, actually. And I knew something was kind of crazy. Uh, well, wait, no, because I think I may have gotten the, 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 either way, it doesn't matter, it's gone now, so... That's that was the thing. It's coming gone. DC, what are you thinking? All righty. Next up, another price related story. Yes. Uh, Wonder Woman and the Flash bumped up. Wonder Woman separately and the Flash separately bumped up to three ninety nine because there is not a Wonder Woman Flash book. Although maybe that would that would be some some fun. Uh, so yeah, both of those books, uh, starting with looks like Flash and the uh, Wonder Woman fifty. Oh, excuse me, with the the fifty one issue, they're going up to three ninety nine. Which I think, um, yeah, that's sure. Okay. Again, DC, what are you doing? Next up. Uh, Comixology Originals is Amazon's boldest move yet to crack open the comics market. So uh, the Comixology uh, arm of Amazon has announced a new lineup of creator-owned comics and graphic novels as part of its Originals program. The program's part of a broader effort to jumpstart a stagnant market and expand the audience for comics beyond traditional channels using some of Amazon's vast resources and market reach according to executives interviewed exclusively for the story. Mm-hmm. And I believe four of the books may be out right now. Uh, Savage Game, uh, Super Freaks, what was the other? Elephant Man 22. James in that? Right. Oh. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So I believe those are out there right now. And if you have um, Comicsology Unlimited I'm, and or um, uh, Amazon Prime, you can read those for free. Alrighty. So, and last, uh, on not quite new- last. There's a story that I just thought of. I don't, I don't think we covered it in last week or this week's news. I was going to bring it up. Okay. Well, then, last on my list is Jitterqueer Super Thief takes flight in Moth and Whisper. Uh, Aftershock Comics has announced its new ongoing series from Ted Anderson and Jen Hickman, titled Moth and Whisper. The titular Moth and Whisper are great thieves who, unbeknownst to everyone, are missing. Even though their escapades have continued, uh, it's not them. It's their child, the young gender fluid thief in training, Nikki. So go check that out. Um, excuse me. And that came from the September solicits, which I think those came out from Aftershock recently. Okay. And there was a piece of news that came out this week that did not surprise me in the least. Um, that is, uh, let's see if, um, oh, I wonder if I can share this screen now. One second. Here we go. Share. GameStop is going to trial sell monthly comics 
um, in, in a little while, about 10 days from uh, June 5th. So when I read this, it did not surprise me in the least because GameStop is trying to do its level best to diversify what it's selling. In addition to uh, video games, it's already started selling like Marvel Legends, you know, like, uh, um, you know, picking up the slack from uh, Toys R Us going out of business and they're selling lots of collectibles that are related to uh, comic books. Now they're actually going to start to try to sell comics, you know, limited spinner rack amounts of comics, but still it's another way to get the books out. Yeah, which I mean, back in the day, back in the, the, the Halcyon days before the internet, stores like Kmart and whatnot used to have spinner racks full of comics. So not unheard of, you know, um, in the realm of retail by any stretch, but you know, GameStop getting into this, that's, I guess that is something. And it makes sense. Cause you know, games, video games, there's, there's a, there's a Venn diagram there and the other stuff and toys that they also, that they sell. Exactly. So, so I sense. thought that was a nice, that, I thought that was a nice development, not the best development for, you know, your local comic shop, shout out to Carmine street comics and bulletproof comics. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe so, but I mean, it's, it's only going to be selected numbers, which I guess is probably more likely to be the bigger stuff. Exactly. Um, and I guess that's going to cover a market if that works out. I don't know. I'll be interested to see how that works, how, how that plays. So. Yep. All righty. So I guess that is it for the news. Yep. So as we uh, wrap up our show tonight, let me take care of our final ad read of the night. Uh, and let me tell you about Blue Apron's meal delivery service. Blue Apron has fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. So skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Do it today. Take us home, Roddy. And as we close out this here Comic Book Chronicle, I'd like to thank, um, I guess, special guest cameo appearance by by Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) That is PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. That is also uh, the provider of Pop Culture Network. And I need comics uh, websites. Both he is not doing anything else. Um, oh, Pop Culture Net on Twitter is also him. I would like to thank my man Mamelo Agent Underscore Seventy on Twitter. Uh, Agent Underscore Seventy on also on Instagram. Also, I oh oh the one Tim Dog ninety eight or AKA as Classic calls him Tim Dead ninety eight. Ha ha. Uh, you can find him at Tim D O G nine eight on Twitter. You can also find him at the very same uh, The Click Nation uh, Twitter account and CB Cron uh, Twitter accounts, and also TheClickNation.com, where you could uh, check out the, the this com- I mean this here Comic Chronicles podcast and more stuff to update and get some more of those shows out there on that site. And I talked about him about that. Regardless. Um, you can find myself, Rodicat, on Twitter at Rodicat. You can also find me at News Nurse Need on Twitter. You can also find uh, News Nurse Needs um, Reddit if you want to go check that out. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Instagram at CBCaps, or you can follow Rodicat if you don't really post too much. Except Heroes Con is coming up in oh, next week, and I will probably be posting some stuff up from there, so you can go check that out. But CBCaps on Instagram, where I, um, I 
basically put out screen caps of comic book panels that I like a whole lot. And, and I think there are going to be a couple from this week. Actually, before we leave, I want to actually show this off real quick because I keep saying I was going to show this book and I have not. And I would be remiss if not if I didn't do that. And that is Reconstruction, the um, the reminiscing and rebuilding of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. I'm sorry about that, but actually it's cool. Um, okay. So yeah, so as, as benefit, yes, yeah, benefit book and anthology book um, that has, uh, as you can see, DC characters and Mister. Um, um, oh Lord, I am totally blanking. Uh, Eduardo, um, I apologize, I'm screwing this up. But basically, it's a benefit book. Um, um, I was gonna say you're killing me, dude. You're gonna make me grab my own copy. And right, uh, so it's Edgardo Miranda Rodriguez. Rodriguez, thank you. I'm, it's right down the side of the book. I just looked at that. Who started this book um, to benefit the the victims of Hurricane um, Irma, Mary, whatever it was that uh, devastated Puerto Rico? You should go check this book out. Uh, it is it is for a good phone. The good good. Um, it is a good uh, benefit. For this, and, I mean, there's lots of vignettes. There's short stories. There's medium length stories. There's some non superhero stories in here. I'm speaking specifically of the story written by a uh, former guest, uh, classmate of mine, Crystal Velasquez. It's uh, it's a personal story, highly personal story, not involving any superheroes at all, uh, or at least not a super powered superhero. Let's leave it at that. And but- Stories in the in the in this book are are about and or surrounding Puerto Rico. Yes, so you should check it out for Crystal Story by itself and all the other awesome stuff in this book. And again, the proceeds go towards um, rebuilding Puerto Rico, who still doesn't have any power at this point and gets largely unnoticed in the news at this point. Yeah, because we're flooded with bad news. Yeah, including Flint still has no water. Also, by the way, so that is a, the, those are things that. You know, people are forgetting about in the thrust of this other madness we've got going on. But that said, you should be able to pick that up from Amazon and, and other places. And your, your local comic book store. Yes, your local comic book store. And uh, LaBorinicua.com, I believe, is um, Mr. Miranda Rodriguez's site. Where you can also... in Kenya. Thank you. You can also check it out there. <laughs> hey, I took French. So, anyway... Ooh. We are which to wrap the show. We're just butchering yeah. the languages. I'm getting there. That being said, now I apologize for butchering because I had no ill intent involved in that. So, and any of that. That being said, uh, we are near the end of the show. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. Uh, you can find us on the CSPN, the CSPN.us. You can also shop.cspn.us. The merch out there, you know, looks like con season going on. You can get some combo chronicles merch represent a con, you know, you know, you know, you can do that. But you can also find this podcast on Google Play and Apple Music, aka iTunes, podcast, and all that kind of mess. And I think we're on other places like uh, SoundCloud. We're definitely on SoundCloud. We might be on iHeart Music, but I'm not sure. Um, but with that, we will be back here next week, same bat time, face, same bat channel. I will probably be in Charlotte um, and hopefully wrestling with some stable internet connections. But we should be back next week with another Comic Book Chronicles. And I will say this has been the Comic Book Chronicles, and we are out. Peace! Peace!